episode number 177 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. Holy moly, Tom. <laughs> what are those things you got in your head today? Jeez, oh, <laughs> looks like you're way at the moon, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know? It's funny as I've already said this joke when you came on earlier, but I've got to say it again. What are those things you've got in your head, and where right. did you get them? Listeners, Kyle's mocking me for what well, I thought were quite stylish pair of glasses. I was Kyle. I'll have you know, I was at Roland Garros yesterday, rocking these with a in a in the with all these Parisians at the tennis. You know, this is a oh. this is the look. Jeez, oh, did they did they did they pay it wear those things? Or? I'm surprised you haven't made a Harry Potter reference. Actually, I thought that was more. You're a wizard, Harry. I thought that was going to be the opener. You haven't got the hair for it. No, I haven't. Uh, or the scar. <laughs> or the scar, yeah. Or the magic. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. We're, we're talking about magic. We we are back. The 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 lads are back. The you know the music to your ears, folks. Uh, it's been it's been Indeed. three weeks, and it's been a little bit of a. Uh, not hiatus, but um, <clears throat> well, we've had. There's been Bit quite a, a lot happening in the last few weeks. I mean, there has. I mean, uh, there's been there's been my Murray Coastal race, uh, uh, Debbie's race, and she's not obviously the, the host. Tommy's been lapping up in the. I've been on holiday. In, <laughs> That's he's I've been, been on holiday. Uh, Actually, I've, I've been on two holidays. One, uh, one was one I'll talk about because one is slightly sporting, which yeah, was which uh, is cool. And and really, there's not really be much happening for me from a sporting, sort of from a personal sporting perspective in, in my own running. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been it's good to get it's good to be back. And I've I think it's really nice to have a couple of weeks off sometimes because you really do get your it, yes. You know, it's like it's like being away from your 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 wife. You know, you you have a couple of days away from her and the sparks back again. It's a bit like that with TRS. Eh? I think so, and I think I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up very, very briefly on our own stuff um, because it's we're, our running is not super exciting. So, listen, so you're not missing out much. But what we will do is this week, we're going to catch up on a lot of results, actually. There's been oh. rewinding all the way back to things like the, well, Kyle's Murray Coastal Trail 50 is, a, is the perfect one to go back to. But also, even to this weekend, Edinburgh Marathon, excited to catch up on that. And the Black Rock 5, which is a, which is a favourite on the calendar. I think, actually, we've also got Mikey Wright's my monument mile to talk about oh, as well. Course, that's not even in the list. I haven't even put that in the result in the notes. Well, so yeah, so well, plenty of results. So we'll we'll keep it light on us, which is music to listeners' ears, and then we will hmm. dive into the into the world of results in Scotland. So Kyle, before like, before we do that, then what have you been up to in the last three weeks? Well, before you, you, you we speak to about me, you've also got, we've also got an exclusive interview as well, don't we? Of course we do. We've got an exclusive interview. So uh, listeners, you'll be. Listeners who long-term listen to the show will know that my target race this year, this summer, was to run the the fast five thousand here in Paris, which is which is the go-to five thousand meter race in in Paris this summer, uh, organized by friend Simon Messenger, who is also the 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 founder of the Bois de Boulogne Parkrun, which I've been doing. So Simon joins us to talk a bit about organizing that race. He's assembled a seriously lit field, and it's uh, I'm really gutted not to be running. Really. Gutted that this hernia has ruled me out, but I am hoping that it will be third time lucky with that race and I'll be out next year. So everything, the success of the race this year is only going to stack up the field this year. So we're going to have Simon on briefly, and um, and yeah, if you've if listeners, it's too late for this year, but if you've got, hopefully it's one. If you fancy an overseas five thousand next year, put it in your calendar because it's oh. a, it sounds like a really good one to do. Hundred percent. Well, while while you're on about your your own 
you know, last, you know, obviously the hernia and like we, we, we had an update off, off the record offline all about that and, and the struggles and trials and tribulations as you would, as you would put it. But what, what else? What you, let, tell us about the sporting hall that you've been, you've been on. What do well, you get to hear about this? In a, so in, a, in, in a nutshell of where I'm at, so last time I was on, I said I had a hernia, I was going to get it sorted. So I went to see a doctor that week, we recorded. Doctor said, I think you've got a hernia, go and see this guy. So I didn't run until I saw that guy. And by the time I saw that guy, it wasn't super sore. Um, but he looked, the, the doctor, the consultant checked and said, super small, not worth operating on. You can manage the pain. I said, well, I can't really, whenever I run it sore, he goes, okay, give it a couple of weeks. And uh, I think it'll be okay. I gave it a couple of weeks. I ran a park run and it was really, really sore. So I think there's an issue and I can't manage it. And I think, I, I think, you know, runners will, will sympathize. I said to him, well, there's managing it, but I'm doing, you know, I'm trying, I'm looking at the 120 kilometers a week, 10 hours of running a week. This is not something that I can just manage. I'm not a, it's not a hobby jogger. I'm not running just on the weekend. I really want to, I need to train. And he said, oh, I'll be fine. Don't worry. We're, I, we, we can't operate. You're able to walk and live your life, which pissed me off if I'm honest a little bit. So anyway, I didn't, I, I'm annoyed that I didn't actually insist. So, uh, which is a lesson to all of us. Went away two weeks later, I ran super sore. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and see if I can jam my way in. The only complication is I am moving back to, or we are moving back to Scotland this summer. So that may affect when and whether I do it here or whether I get into the NHS. We'll, we'll see. Anyway, as I'm not I'm not running, but I am cycling. So what I had a, a weekend free when Fiona was away. And I thought I suddenly thought to myself on the Tuesday, she was away from Tuesday onwards. And it was a Wednesday I thought to myself, I should do something bucket list this weekend. I've got limited time in Paris. What's on my bucket list? Top of my bucket list, ride Monvon 2. So I thought, right, yeah. that's going to happen. So I, I booked on the train, took so my bike on the train. Day. Tell us about Mont Ventoux there before you go into the... So, Mont Ventoux, for listeners who who don't know about Mont Ventoux, uh, it's one of the sort of... It's a sort of classic mountain uh, in France for for cycling. And it's it's in the... It's on the sort of eastern edge of the... Of Provence. It's kind of on the western edge of the... Of the... That sort of southern Alps, if you like. It's known well on the tour. It's the one that is... It has a... Famous for having a bald top. And it looks like it's like you're riding on Mars when you get to the top. It's absolutely incredible. It's a long climb as well. It's, and it stands alone in Provence. So I got the tra- off the train in Avignon and I rode out about 30k to the village I was staying in um, on the Friday. And as you ride east towards it, you just see it looming. I've never, I mean, I've ridden, I've ridden a lot in the Alps now. You know, I've ridden, in, I've ridden obviously a lot in Scotland, been to Mallorca, but I've never ridden, I've never. I had such a feeling of a mountain looming in front of me. And I, it was genuinely quite daunting, actually. I've not done a huge amount this year. So I, w- I thought I was going to get up, but I thought it might be, I might be in a bit more trouble. It was fine in the end. But it's yeah. the climb itself. It's a 20-kilometer climb. Uh, it's, it averages about 8% over the, over the course of it. But the first 10K wow. in the woods, I mean, the gradient barely dipped below 10% in those first 10K. And it's just a slog and it took me an overall it took me an hour and 36 minutes to climb and that so that's non-stop climbing in the saddle grinding up really really hard going it's two things a it's super exposed at the top because it's it's super windy as well and it's one of the windiest points in uh in france in fact i think the record for wind speed in france was measured on von two years oh, really? ago something like 320 kilometers an hour 
Ooh, it was measured boy. on 1-2. And rumour, little rumour, legend, whatever you want to have, what, what has it, that Napoleon, he, because it's such an exposed area, that the trees on Mont Ventoux were so, he, she was so impressed how strong they were because they were so wind-battered. He ordered that they be cut down to be used to build his ships. And that's why the top of Mont Ventoux is bald because all the, the deforestation that happened on top of it. I haven't had that verified from anywhere except a few cycling <laughs> websites. But anyway, what's amazing is yours is enough. But the first like 14K, you're winding up through the, the woods. You can never, you can't even see the top. So it's difficult to get a sense of how far you've gone. And then loads of bikes on the road, which was really cool actually. Felt, oh, and it was nice. a beautiful day, blue sky, amazing. But when well, you come you, out of the did trees, you give him the, did you give him the head nod? Did you lift your? Mate, I could oh. barely, I could barely uh, take my eyes, up, take my eyes <laughs> off the road. But when you come, you come out of the trees, and you end up, and you just, it just is bare. You're out of it in like it's not like a, it's not a gradual exit. You come out of the trees and boom, you're out. It's you're on you're suddenly on Mars. And that last 6K upwards is amazing. You can see the observatory, the famous observatory on top of it, and you're grinding your way up to it. Tommy Simpson Memorial, 500 meters from the top. Tommy Simpson, of course, a British cyclist who, who sadly died on Mont Ventoux. And there's a memorial for him on the way up, um, which I gave the usual head nod to. And, and what's quite funny is there's some photographers on the hill, right? And when you ride past them, they're taking all these shots of you, proper paparazzi style. And, uh-huh. and I was waving at them, giving it the old thumbs up. and all this. <laughs> Everyone does, of course. And then after you go past them, a couple of them had a little assistant with them, like one of them was a kid, who bolts after you and jams a card in your back pocket, which has a link to the website your photo can be bought on with your number that you were. (laughs) Genius. Entrepreneurial. Amazing. I haven't bought any yet. I think I will because they look class. Great memories. Anyway, just an amazing, anyway, long story short, an amazing ride. If you're a cyclist or runner who cycles, get it on your bucket list. It's just in the best day I've had on two wheels. Absolutely incredible. When, um, when did you do it? Was it? Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Two weeks two, ago. Two or three, you, week, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. You'll have it in your Strava, will you? Yeah, it was a popular Strava entry. I can tell you that much. But yeah, it was, it, the, it was the comms of you. Did you give a? Did you give oh, a flash to any seggies? Come on, mate. One two. I mean, I think the comms <laughs> taken by some someone oh, like some, Taddy Pogacar. But yeah, it's uh, it's oh, amazing. Nice. It's yeah, exactly. So it was that was amazing. And last last uh, last actually, and I'm I'm going to continue my holiday talk. Last week I was in Normandy, went to visit the Normandy landing uh, beaches, which was which was great. Did a lot of cycling that week. Uh, I tell you what, the American cemetery up there is is worth a visit as well. This is becoming a holiday program, but very much worth a visit. Really quite a moving place to go. Um, you know, pay pay some respects up there. But we I did a lot of cycling up there as well. And and yeah, so I'm on the bike a lot. I'm not running, uh, but I am in, I'm hoping to get this sorted and get back running. So so yeah, very much uh I've I've been I'm excited to talk about results though, because I, I'm not as I say I'm not contributing to any of that. Well, I, one one other thing, I was looking at your Strava and you did a 50 mile is it long shop? What's that mean? Again? Oh, long shot, long shot loop. This picture is you looking like you're in a race again. Good. Uh, so I've talked about this before. So the long yeah. ring is this closed road around the long race course near us. We live on Rue de Longchamp, uh, funnily enough. Right, and it's it's a closed road for cyclists. And when you go down in the morning, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in the group. And Fiona was going for a walk around the ring and she decided to take some pictures of me because she thought, ah. well, Tom's ridden here for a year. And never had any photos, and I didn't know she was going to be out there. And it was nice to see her every lap, but ah, honestly, I thought it's it was brilliant. just a long selfie stick you had. <laughs> but Longchamp, there's, the 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 rule of Longchamp is you do. There's two ways to do Longchamp. You arrive and you sit up until a group catches you, and then you hang on, or you burn yourself to find the group and you jump on the back of it. 
And I, I that morning I did the 50 miler. It was really good actually because I got into a I got into a reasonable group early on. It's monster group as it turned out it formed. And I ended up doing I actually I said to myself, right, I'm wanting to do two hours here. So I'm gonna try and not get to the front. I want to just sit in the group, enjoy it. And after about 20 minutes, suddenly I was on like third wheel and the guy in the front, it, you really, when you're traveling at like 40, 45 kilometers an hour, you really, you can't, I, certainly I can't hold that for that long. So people go, you do, a, you absolutely bury yourself for two or three minutes in the front yeah. and then you sit up and, and the, the group goes past and you jump on the back, like a, a good chin gang. But um, I spent quite a lot of time in the front and there was, because every time me and there was about four of us at the front, every time the, the, we came up, I came up, someone else went up, the pace dropped. And I was like, I'm not here for, I'm not here to just have a so jolly around long shot. So it was really <laughs> good to get on the front. And Fiona, yeah. It was quite cool to see Fiona. But what was, what was quite crazy, because it's so busy, there was a couple of crashes actually. The ambulance was, was, ambulance was there twice, yeah, on For the ring. Sake. It's uh, only, The thing is, it's, it's mental. I need to take a GoPro or something around there. It's absolutely mental. It's the best cycling facility i've ever seen and it's i'm going to miss it when i go back because now forget about zwift i can just i can just jump right you know any evening or any morning go to longchamp and you're guaranteed to get onto a group that's doing doing something so it's it's very cool um, that is amazing like having so how long is the loop then three and a half k so it's three and a half and everyone you just you did 50 miles around that Holy yeah just, and, and because but the pace is electric like yeah. so i averaged 39 kilometers an hour on that on that that one oh. and what's amazing though is there's a slight incline on one side of the lap so you drop a bit so on the bottom side of the lap i shit you not you're sitting at and again the, the fast group which i'm not even in the fast group there's a group that every like 10 laps you see it go past you but the group i was in we were touching 50 kilometers an hour on the back really? on the bottom straight and it's off. it's bonkers and you're even if you're on if i'm on like second or third wheel i'm even if you're on the back you're having to absolutely bury yourself to hold that pace and uh it's and the thing is occasionally you'll get what's quite frustrating is if you're in that what i've discovered if you're in a quite a big long group like that if the guy in front of you loses contact and there's a gap it can be two three meters i remember cav uh, um mark cavendish has got a famous quote i can't remember what it's about getting back it's like that sort of, um, uh, yeah, it's like when you jump into frozen water, and ice water, you've got like one or two seconds to react or you're dead. And you see the minute the guy in front of you loses the group, you know that, that if that gap gets to five meters, you're done. There's no way that I'm holding 50 kilometers an hour with the people behind me to get around him and back on. And it's so it's amazing. So you've got to really keep your wits about you, A, to see the guys are moving around you because it's just constant for two hours, this group. But also, you need to keep an eye on what's happening in the group because if the if that split happens and you're on the wrong side of it, you're you're toast. And it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And it, okay, it's worst case you could argue you just sit up and wait for the group to come back around, which is which I've done a couple of times. <laughs> but it's um it's really cool. And I think also the Giro's going on at that time, so I was super into it. I'm sad I won't be here wow. for the, when the tour's on because it's just ah, it's brilliant, absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant. Ah, it looks it looks incredible. I love the picture of you. You're like 100 meters ahead of the big group that are chasing you uh, yes i don't i don't I, know if, if you just searched there so no so actually what that picture doesn't show is i'm on the back of the that there was a split in the group i the get the people the guy behind me fell back and so i'm on the back of the front group which is breaking away if you like ah i got you so uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but anyway nice. this is this is supposed to be a running podcast so let's uh let's go back to some more running based stuff so you you talk about let's hear about you what what running you've been doing and at least you're you want to talk a bit about your Firstly, your race, which you organised. Second, your wife, who's been doing something that kind of involves running. A hundred percent, yeah. I mean, this, again, there's 
there's not much for me to talk about. Sorry, folks. Uh, you know, we don't always have our, our running, our running uh, legs with us every every episode of the podcast. And we're a realistic podcast, folks. We 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 tell you how it is. And for me, anyway, it's not been a it's not been a uh, it's not been all singing, all dancing, all flowers and petals uh, for for the last few weeks for my running. Um, I've just, but well, basically, I'm just recovering from COVID after the holiday, a week, a holiday, Debbie's race in Marbella. Uh, so we'll chat briefly about how that went. But yeah, no, I've just lost them. Um, I, I don't even, I can't even say I've lost the motivation. I've just been so consumed with. Um, work not cons- consumes the wrong word because it sounds negative i think i've just been prioritizing what's important currently in in my life at the moment which is looking after the kids making sure that i prefer- do my work to a high standard be it race organizing athletics trust scotland fundraising and and coaching so the other thing i've got to say is like I've just like I've been running but enjoying it. I've I've kind of accepted certainly after this week I've had after getting COVID, like I've got the Mozart 100k, which is in three weeks. Almost the the the, the day you get back, Tommy. Oh yes. I'm off. But um no way. I've I meant to be doing hundred kilometers. I, I went for a run a couple of days. Well, yesterday. I could barely breathe going eight-minute miles. And I'm still coughing like there's no oh, tomorrow. I'm, I'm negative now. I've tested negative. So I'm, I'm in the clear, folks. I'm in the clear. You're, you're okay. You don't need to wear face masks. Listen to us just now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, I've 100 kilometers post-COVID, not really been able to train as well as I wanted to. And also, like, I wanted to give Debbie the opportunity to really make a good go at it, like, in terms of this is our first real race back after after the kids and after COVID and probably after two kids, really, you know, Logan, who's coming up to three years old, then we had COVID and then Lenny arrived last year. So it's, uh, so I really wanted to give her all the the tools to really make a good stab at her first sort of pro half Ironman race in, in Marbella and, and boy, oh boy, did she perform Tommy. And, and you know, the, you know, the result, the listeners know, know, may or not know the result, but she came fifth pro. Uh, so I yeah I mean I was beyond beyond what my expectations were I just wanted her to get to the start line feeling like she's she's there and she's as fit as she could be um, Debbie also got COVID uh, and, and the, you know Logan was feeling a bit ropey the day before so whether or not her legs she her bike leg she didn't really know if she didn't have a good bike leg, but anyway, I haven't even told you the positives. Let's talk about the positives. Exactly. The positives. Positive, fifth yeah. Pro, fifth pro she came. Uh, so, yeah, amazing, amazing result. Um, and really just, yeah, after after being off for so long. And uh, I mean, these pros are all, the majority of them are all like doing it professionally. And that's their main, their, their main kind of income and in, in career. Whereas Debbie, you know, she's, She's got a full time job. She's uh, she helps me with the the money we ultras. Uh, she's got kids. You know, none of these pros had. I don't think so. Anyway, had had kids. So um, yeah, she's she's doing what she can uh, with with what she's got. So 
yeah, really, really impressed. I was beyond words when she finished and she had a really, her best discipline was, this is where it comes back to the running, like, because she's now not, you know, she hasn't got that extra, you know, obviously she's not breastfeeding anymore, so she's lost the weight around her, her breast, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how you, how you put this, it as, you know, she's lost that extra baby weight and and I think that's helped her running and she's okay. she looked really good in her run like she was fifth fifth fastest in the run uh and she got I think it was like 128 for the for the half um and it was like 30 degrees heat so a really strong run from her which is good her her swim was okay probably beyond beyond the or below the the kind of level that she could have been at but she, again she hasn't had that open water so she needs to you mm. know now she's got that under her belt a bit more open water if she was going to do another one later on in the year uh, and then her cycle yeah just not sure what happened in the cycle she could personally for me I thought she'd have been a lot a lot higher up there and and she she thought that as well but overall all in all a really good result and lots of take-homes lots of strengths and uh, yeah I, I felt I, I said this to you earlier like I find if you're a supporter, if you're like the the cheerleader and and the bike mechanic, and and you know you're you're the one, and you know what it's like as a as a as a the, my number one fanboy for the UTMB and <laughs> the 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 T boy or whatever you call them, like it's so stressful, isn't it? Like just uh, yeah, getting getting to the start line, getting everything ready, and like and you almost feel a little bit uh, hope not hope. What's the word? Hopeless. Uh, Helpless. Helpless, yeah. You just have right. hope that urge that everything goes well. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit like that for me. And like, yeah, but I am I'm, I'm I'm just I super impressed by her, her result and makes me like the and, and it means you know it means that she's got that under her belt now and she can look at some of her opportunities when it comes to triathlon and she's doing Mozart, yeah, she's gonna do the marathon, so nice. Uh, and yeah, that kind of gets me back to what I should do for the the race. So I'm thinking of dropping down the distance. I don't think I can run 100k, Tommy. Well, as I said to you before, I think you could run 100k. I guess I, I could how, do it. how how slow are you prepared to be? Exactly. Well, that's it. I don't think I'm as much as I love running and competing. I just don't think I could do 100k recreationally because it hurts. You know, even if you do it slow. Mm. But if I do a marathon, at least if I try to give it a bash, if it doesn't go the well uh, the way I want to, it's not as it's not a you know it's not a long way back to to walk to the finish line if if I don't make it, you know. <laughs> well, an ultra marathon is an ultra ultra marathon is mainly a walk, is it not? Yeah, exactly, especially up and down hills. Eh? Just a it's the long day in the hills. That's all. It's a hill ultra, walk. <laughs> <laughs> ultra walking, folks. <laughs> so yeah, so that's where I'm at with my my own running. And uh, you know the the situation with with Debbie and her her competing, and it's been uh, yeah, it's just I've I've just found um, it's just been quite quite tough to be able to um, fit it all in. But I'm not I'm not I'm not upset. I'm not like gutted that I'm not in shape. I'm not in great shape because that is what it is. I'm, I'm still able to run. I'm still able to go out. There's other opportunities out there, and if it takes a little bit longer to to come, then so be it. Doesn't bother me. You know, um, it's still come. you've got so many things to to focus that energy into, and I'm, that's why I'm I'm you know, don't don't want to make this sound cheesy, but I am. I'm hugely lucky that I don't have to focus my running achievements and running individual goals on just 
that you know it can be it can be other things that you put your energy exactly it's what you want to get out of it it's what you want exactly. to get out of it so uh yeah. it's, so that's uh, yeah so, so that's my rambling but uh and then a lot of the energy i've been putting into has been the getting the first muddy way ultra series underway as well the muddy coastal trail which uh took place a couple of weeks ago from forest my hometown all the way to cullen the home of cullen skink folks uh yeah uh, boy oh boy what a day um, they, they call me the guy who's who's blessed by the weather gods. Blue skies. <laughs> That's a hell of a name. That's a great yeah. name. <laughs> they might want to short. They might want to shorten that. Maybe just call you Kyle. It's less of a mouthful than the guy who's blessed <laughs> by the weather gods. <laughs> this is it, and uh, you know, it was just such an amazing day. Like, and it, it, it really, like, I, I one thing I was a little bit worried about was the numbers of of runners taking part. The you know, we had quite a, a in last year we had, and it was just to set the scene. Last year was our first ever Money Coastal 50 race, and we had just under uh, 100 runners. And it was the, the day after, well, five, six hours after Lenny was born. So that was interesting. This time we didn't have any of those worries. You know, I had lots of time to prep and organize the course and get everything set up. And um, it just went so smoothly. Like the, the numbers were lower, but the the atmosphere, the volunteers, the runners themselves, like just just amazing. Like just seeing their emotions uh, throughout the day, at the start, throughout the the run, and certainly at the end, it was just it made you know it was a reason that I, I organised these races to see like so many so much achievement and uh, accomplishment. It was just it was just awesome, you know. Uh, so nah, lots of really good, yeah, just so many positives from that. And uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, what I'll say is thanks to all the volunteers that took part. I do want to get a few snippets of the runners who were taking part in it and insert into the show, just so people get a flavour of what the race is like, because, you know, the, the actual scenery in itself is amazing. Uh, and Definitely, you know, the next events and the Murray Way 100, which is uh, a full 100 around the Murray Way. So it incorporates the Coastal Trail, Speyside Way and the Dava Way. Uh, but there's also a, a relay. So if anyone wants to take part in the relay, we can, there's teams up to four taking part. Um, if you don't have a team or you only have two or three, let us know. Um, we've also opened up like a, a, a pool of runners. So if, in that, you know, in a week before we'll collate those runners and form a team from that perspective so if you do want to find out more about the really just or the hundreds or any of the races just go on to murraywayultras.com uh but uh, yeah big thanks to Stuart ross media did our a wee video as well so have a look at the video and uh and he's meryl cooper's other half so oh cool he's a guy who uh got you know made the magic happen with the race footage and any race organizers out there if you do want to speak to him he does he makes remarkable footage which is uh great so yeah just have a look at his uh website and get in contact with him if you want to get some footage of your event definitely recommend him so uh but anyway that's cool no it's good those, really... those events those events it's great to see those events becoming a fixture now that's what three it years is, two it? years in, at least two years in the bounce two years yeah yeah i mean like yeah it was it, it definitely the numbers were lower it was a lot more <clears throat> we, we wanted to keep the quality in the I mean, we never like we 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 work with Abbey Sparkle Foundation as well on the charities and yeah. anything we make from it. 
uh, percentage goes to that as well uh, as uh, you know in addition to all the costs as well and you know the chip timing all all adds up all yeah of course a, a, a decent bit of money um so we, we, we don't really there's not really any any real you know profit there for from our perspective uh we just you know mainly we do it for the love of the sport and the community as well uh but yeah one one thing we'll chat about while we start transferring over to the results is the results of the muddy coastal trail as well uh go for it so, so, lead the way well let's let's start here then will we um so if i can find the results that is uh, this is the biggest test for you as a race organizer. Well, are your well, results easy oh, to get hold of? They are. So Thistle Timing did our results. So have a look at their website and have a look at the website and you'll see the results. Well, we'll have a link as well. And well, we won't because that's a lot of notes and that's a lot of links to have in our show notes. Yeah, so we always we say we'll put up show notes and aye, we barely do. Well. John Anderson was our winner. Seven minutes, seven minutes. That'd be quick for 50 miles. Seven hours and four minutes. Uh, and he was also our first vet and he's a a uh, fellow Murray Roadrunner as well. Uh, second place was Keith Stewart, uh, 7.42. So a real, a clear lead for, for John there. And uh, third place was Jonathan Cordner, who is one of the organisers for one of the races we'll chat about and um, is the um, charity founder for uh, Kaylee's We Stars as well. So he organises the, the Barra 10K as well. And he got a third place, so uh, absolute delight for him. And your your winning woman was Alison Locke in nine hours and twenty one, and uh, your second female was Karen Much, nine hours thirty six, closely followed in the same time, nine hours thirty six fifty one as well. Point oh. uh, one of a second. Uh, was it was it a sprint Locke. finish? Sprint finished it? No, really? They, they, wow. they, held, they held hands, but I. He, oh, okay, that's not sprint finish as a, then. As a as a as a race director, uh, giving them the. The good old even Stevens, but you know, I, I like to see I like to see a, a race as a race, you know. Uh, right, right. but um but no the, the you know happy faces throughout the, the whole event, which was you know delightful from a race organizer perspective, it certainly. And there's so many stories within that that i I can chat about at some point. Uh, one in particular, uh Audrey McIntosh, who is the only woman who is ever to run all, uh, I think, an ultra ultra marathon in all the continents, only female women. Uh, I wow. think she's got one. She's either done it or she's got one more to do. Um, but yeah, <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It'll be even more amazing when she's done it. When she, I think she has. I could be okay. wrong. Like, I should really check my notes. Eh? She's okay. Uh, but anyway, that's um, that's from one organizer to another organizer. Let's get a different yes. perspective and as someone who organises a, a far uh, shorter distance than I do, but nonetheless equally as stressful and 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 uh, and and as enjoyable and as um, as uh, satisfying, no doubt. So here is your one, your your man, your park runner, whatever. Is, uh, this is such a long introduction. This is shut the worst right. intro. I'm going to shut Horrendous. you down because this is a, this is shut this me is down. Intro. Shut me down. So, so Simon Simon is the is the race organizer for the Fast Five Thousand. Super cool 5,000 meter race happening in Paris. Real talent. I mean, Mehdi Frere, who is uh, leading the field, is a, is a French international. It's a hell of a hell of a talent that's being there. You'll hear about that in the podcast. Simon, small world. Simon was the sports union president when I was at uni. When was uh, when I was at Edinburgh. Well, Edinburgh. So, yeah, so, yeah, so it's a real, he's a hairy top, lad, top man. Oh, he's a hairy first Jesus. and foremost. 
And he that, does a, that explains he does, a lot. He does a hell of a job at the with the <laughs> wood blowing park run, which is the best park, and I've done. I absolutely love it. Gary was there last week. We'll talk about that after the interview. But um, Gary. anyway, Whoa. so here here is Simon Messenger. Welcome to TRS, Simon Messenger of Fast Five Thousand. Nice to meet you. So, listeners, you'll a lot of you will be well. You'll have heard uh, heard Simon's name many times on TRS. He's uh, not only the race organizer of the the Fast Five Thousand, which I've been talking about a lot, but also through the Park and Bud Boyne. So, Simon, tell us tell us about your background. Tell us who you are. Well, in the real life, I don't actually work in the uh, sports industry. <laughs> in the real in the real world, I work in uh, climate change. Um, but I've always been involved in, uh, I guess, sports administration, sports organisation. Going back to uh, probably when I was a kid in the net uni, I was the sporting president, and then kind of stayed involved. And um, since I since we came to France, we the, the I guess parkrun is a slightly different level to what it is in the UK. So I get quite heavily involved in that. And then the the fast five thousand kind of cropped up because we we saw naturally how. Um, well, I guess what positive effect the night of the 10k had in the UK and how that mm-hmm. changed a lot of the scene and basically yeah, the whole running scene. Well, not the whole running scene, but certainly crazy. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's changed crazy. how events can be organised, yeah. I think. Uh, and, um, and certainly not a, a criticism of France, but obviously that hadn't happened in France yet mm-hmm. in terms of that, uh, that type of event. And we knew that the, the 5,000 metre is an event that's for whatever reasons, possibly cultural, it doesn't really matter, isn't done quite as often in France as it is in the UK and other places. Mm-hmm. And it was COVID and we thought, well, you know, in, in France in those days we had curfew, so we weren't even mm-hmm. allowed out after 6pm for <laughs> quite a few months. So we thought, let's, with a few friends, let's try to start something new. Um, and it's kind of ballooned slightly out of mm. proportion in terms of all expectations, but we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, we're very happy about that, but it's certainly proven like brings a few additional challenges in terms of admin and, and organisation. So what was the ambition for that first one? I mean, we will come to the the yeah. stacked field that you've got this year, but what was the ambition for that first year? The, well, the, the first was actually just to create it and make sure that it uh, was uh, credible enough that people would come out the next year. In actual fact, uh, again, I mean, I'm not going to say COVID was a positive because it definitely wasn't but it was actually it helped us because all the races were cancelled in France or hadn't been launched yet and then it got to the point where because we knew we're like we just have to launch ourselves or no one is ever going to have time to sign up um, so we launched ours probably one or two weeks before the league reopened their um, competitions and then there was a bit of a fear of missing out and we saw I think in about 10 days we sold all of the men's uh, places Amazing. Um, we, we were quite I mean, we had thought it through beforehand in that we targeted well, hundreds of, probably close to thousands of people on Instagram to kind of get through to them. And we had a few uh, like satellite organisations, so to speak, or like friends with big networks who posted and um, got the, the ball moving that way. And, but, but in terms of the, you know, what the first edition was like, it exceeded all our hopes in that we, uh, we had incredibly positive returns from people, including people who were in the French national team who went on about how good it was and mm-hmm. how they speak to their friends. A lot of presence on social media, which by itself isn't worth anything, but it means that people will know about it, which helped yeah. build for this year. And we we got pretty high standard in that the, the men's was won in 1355, the women's still very high, but that was by the French champion, but she was kind of by herself, so she took it 
took a foot off the accelerator a little bit, okay. which was in sixteen oh seven, I think. But certainly the main thing was that it kind of established what could be done and we kind of we like anything there's a few teething mm-hmm. things in the background that we knew how to fix. And it's more than anything it basically allowed us to build on that, which means that this year we've kind of um, I guess exploded in terms of standard, mm-hmm. and we the, the so the goal when we launched it was that within five years to try to create one of the biggest events in France. We I mean we hadn't set numbers on it, but I'd say in the first year we probably reached our year three type objective, and this year we're probably getting close to our year five in terms of wow. standard. So we just need to make sure that this goes well this year, and then we'll see mm-hmm. what happens uh, the next year. So I mean the the standard you we can I think it's a good thing to capture because one one of my takeaways in France has been the, the the difference between let me say competitive runners yeah. and, and just more casual runners it, yeah. I, I see it to be quite a contrast in France whereas in, yeah. whereas at home it seems to go right bro- broadly through the spectrum all the way uh-huh. here and when I look at you know, I know from a England perspective I look at the guys and girls who are targeting the France 5000 people mean business there's, there's yeah. real people are looking there's big times being run there and Sam has been pulling my leg off noon about being one of the slowest runners in the field, at hoping to go yeah, at fifty forty five, which is, I am. He is one of the slowest. I'm also not even. The, I'm not even the, the. I'm not even close to being the one of the quickest Scots in the field, which is. But that's exciting. I mean, uh-huh. we're talking about one of the names you've been you've been talking about, um, which will which you I think I believe you're going to have you'll have announced earlier this week is uh, Ellis Cross. Uh-huh. I mean, that's incredible to get yeah. the, that that sort of name and talent uh, to the race and. How how do you go about getting those those guys to to line up? Yeah, well, so I mean, some of it is a well, there's some of it is a huge amount of effort, and therefore, start you know, we have a team that's been working on. I mean, contacting for for the. I mean, in terms of the British runners specifically, what we did is that we looked at one of the um, uh, Armag five k uh, yes. finishing lists from whenever it was last one, which is fast, which is fast because I don't know how many whatever it is, one hundred fifty people, sub fifteen or something like that. Uh, and then we contacted every single one of them on Instagram that we could find Instagram account for. <laughs> so that takes time, but it's one way to get out. Mm-hmm. Then we, and then in terms of the, um, I guess the other runners. I mean, we, we had very good feedback from people last year, which obviously helped, and that meant that we had a pro. I guess we we'd already established a brand as being an organised event that was well organised, that delivered on its promises, and that brought people together. That mm-hmm. had the paces, that had the music, that had the uh, the stacked uh, bases. And then in terms of the top ones, so I mean, right now, I've got my phone just to check for you. We have, we've got 30 men who are aiming to run between 13, 30 and 14. And we've got 40 women which aim for sub-17. And it's one of those ones where, because we've deliberately been active on Instagram in particular, but certainly on the social media, generally speaking, we, we've, been, I mean, we've been putting ourselves forward as much as possible to try mm-hmm. to encourage people to sign up because they see there's a strong field. And then we've been building profiles for people. When people sign up, we ask them for the Instagram accounts and a little quote for why they're signing up. So mm-hmm. we kind of play with what we can with our means because obviously it's still an entirely uh, volunteer-led uh, organization. So we try to just find quick ways to put people forward because, of course, and it's not rocket science. If you've got someone who's got 10,000 followers and they give us a quote yeah. and they repost it, well, that's a free way of getting the message out to lots of people. And the, of the the names that you've got signed, signed up, we're not going to dive too much into some of the French standards because uh, they won't mean so much to our listeners, but we mentioned Ellis Cross. Many Ferrer you were talking yeah. about earlier, who is a uh, name. Who else can we expect to, to, to light the race up? In terms of the British people, we've got Sam Charlton, 
uh, okay. who is from Warzend. Uh, we've also got Luke Duffy, who's aiming for... Uh, so the, the three of them... I'm just checking my thing while I'm <laughs> aiming for... Th- and the, definitely after the 1350, the three nice. of them. Uh, and then uh, we've also got the British people uh, aiming for under th- so actually sorry I take it back the first ones are all aiming for sub 1345 wow we've got James Hunt and Cam Jones who are also two British guys mm-hmm. uh, aiming for sub 1350 in the women the top British one we have is uh, Ruby Wolf from Thames Hounds she's aiming for 1630 but so we have a and we have a stacked race but in terms of those men that are, you know talk about obviously they're, they are in the top base but we have a hundred and so we've got eighty-five guys aiming for sub fourteen thirty. We've got hundred and thirty-five aiming for sub fifteen. Hundred and sixty for sub fifteen thirty. So the the density is I mean, it's out of this world in terms of the uh, the number of people we've got signed up. The the big challenge that caused is that of course I mean if it's a road race you can put everyone together and they set off around the track you've got to create heats which mm-hmm. are fair but based on the like good faith submissions for their, their goals. And thankfully, we've got one guy who's like the encyclopedia of the French athletics called Maxime, who's been helping do that. He knows every single uh, runner, not every single runner, but the vast majority of runners. So he's been following them. So we know when okay. people are slightly exaggerating their, well, maybe not slightly exaggerating, slightly optimistic in terms of their goals <laughs> uh, and who's more realistic. But we have, yeah, I mean, we have uh, four heats of about 25 to 30 people who are all aiming for sub 15 because that's what we have to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredibly, it's incredibly satisfying to see what where we've got to, but it does also obviously bring challenges that we need to deliver now. Yeah, which of course. No, no messing. So, what is the format? It's interesting touching that. So, the when the race, the, when is your first race, and how how is your format planned through the through the afternoon? So, is I mean, broadly speaking, it's from three to about ten, and at the start, we've actually got a couple of uh, opening races, like open races for. 3,000 meter, but anyone can take part. Just kind of oh, okay, get cool. Ah, oh, that's cool. Uh, and, and I mean, on that, on that note, actually, part of the the idea here is obviously to create something which brings together all the top runners, mm-hmm. but it's not just about the top in terms of the top 10 runners. The idea here is, and um, the numbers that matter, but to, to make up the, the argument, there'll be some events that target the top 10 French runners, mm-hmm. top 10 internationals, which is fine, and Great, that's the yeah. purpose they have. Yeah. For me, it's more targeting the number five through to 150 type okay. runner. So the ones which are just beneath it and may not always get the super prof- professional experience, but here we offer them everything from in terms of the, well, the aim is to offer them everything in terms yeah. of the density of the, the, like the strength of the pack, the uh, general conditions in terms of professionalism, the, we, we make, I mean, this makes sense in some events, but we're super strict about if it's, um, you know, you have to pick up your bib an hour before, you have to be in the waiting mm-hmm. room between 30 and 15. you've got a call room, you've excellent. Call room. You have oh. to be there for the call room. That's where we check your shoes and we check everything. If you're okay. not there 15 minutes before, tough. That's tough. Okay, that's good. You, you leave your shoes there and then they get taken to the finish line for you. And so who checks the shoes? You've got officials who will do that. So that's a volunteer, but they have a list. Sure, the, but there is something. Okay. Yeah, there's the World Athletics, the 12 yeah. pages of shoes that are otherwise. Yeah, so, wow. so we make sure that everything's to the uh, to thing. When people come on, We've got the mu- like the atmospheric music and the, um, okay. the drums and everything. So as you'll find out in two weeks' time when you enter, yeah, this, the the idea is it builds your nerves up and then you kind of really. Like, uh, oh, that's fantastic. You jump in, and uh, so you've got the how many races you've got? You said ten. Yeah, races? so ten races. Ten, 10 races. races. So basically, okay. yeah, so after the starting races, then it essentially goes from the slowest, which is not very slow, but the slowest ones okay. through to the best. So it starts with the seven. So there's seven men's races, three women, three women's ones. Mm-hmm. So it starts with the race seven for the men and then all the way through to the evening where it's the finals. Uh, where So for the uh, men, as I said, it's about 30 men 
who will be running between 13 and 30 and, 30, and 14. Mm-hmm. And for the women, it's about 30 women running between 1550 and 1645. Wow, well, that's, uh, that's absolutely incredible. And it's and one thing as well you mentioned, so it's, okay, we're, we're in Paris, so it's not, we're in, uh, so in, the name of the track is? So it's in Montesson. Montesson. Um, which is a, uh, well, I mean, it's 10 minutes, 15 if I'm fair, 15 minutes by public transport out mm-hmm. from Paris. So in essence, uh, for those of you who've ever lived in Paris, you'll know that provisions considered as soon as you leave the ring road, you basically live in the countryside. Um, <laughs> so technically it is outside of Paris, but by London as standard, it's, it's essentially in Paris. in Paris. Yeah. One of the stats from last year, which I love, the, I really catch my the most, is the, the fact that 61% of runners broke their, their uh-huh. record. Yeah. And that's just, uh, I think that just shows the... The, the beauty of putting people on a start line, giving them, as you say, that proper race day experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. I don't know, I mean, I'm not so familiar, well, certainly not as familiar as you are with the French running scene. But certainly back in the, in the UK, track meets are still not the most common thing. So yeah. it's, and not maybe the most successful either. I think there's a, here it's good that there's a, for sure there's a, there's a standard, um, but ultimately it's, uh, you know, it's something people can strive towards. Yeah. Is there a minimum standard you you have to get into the race? Yeah. So for the men, it's sixteen forty-five, and for the women, was uh, was actually twenty fifteen. But the slowest, and again, said respectfully, <laughs> the slowest run is nineteen forty-five. But what was weird this year is that we so for the men we brought the level down a little bit in terms of making it a little bit harder, and for the women we raised it a little bit because we struggled last year to fill all the women's uh, heats. So we assumed. Incorrectly, me, but we assumed that therefore making it a bit easier, well, opening it up to just over 20 minutes mm-hmm. would mean more women around that level would sign up. And actually, there's pretty much no women over 19 who signed up, it's just all of the top ones who've signed up. And similar for the men, there's very few men under 16 mm. or over 16, which is why Tom made that. <laughs> <laughs> towards the back well, of the back. But the um, uh, I don't know what I was going to do with that, but yeah, anyway, but the, the, the in terms of the, the what you're saying about the vases. Um, it's it's slightly similar, I guess, to the UK probably in terms of people who do track are members of athletics clubs. You don't tend to do track otherwise, mm. but it's a little bit even more the case here. Um, and the culture, I mean, I think well, neither is I mean, it's not a case of it is more an observation than a, I mean certainly not criticism one way or another. Mm. But the impression I've always had from experience is that in uh, the UK. <laughs> in in the UK, people are willing to race almost on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. and that, and they use races as a building block towards the towards ultimate a bigger target. Bigger yeah. target. Whereas France seems to be much more you you train you train you train, and then you have your target race. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a simplification because it's not you can't quite say anyone does that, but certainly it does feel a little bit. I like see that, that. At our club for sure. I um, see that now. Yeah. Yeah, and and that means that. In effect, I mean, there was a, again, I mean, it's an observation, not a criticism, but only a couple of weeks ago, there was one national meet for women for 5,000 meter. And I don't know how many turned up in the end, but I looked three days before and there's only three women signed up and this is the top level. Wow, okay. we were, they were running 16 something, so it was top, mm. top level, but you only had three women. Mm. And what we, I know, I mean, it's one of the things that, because we have a friend who's actually that sort of standard, and she'd said before that she always finds it very, very hard mm-hmm. to find good bases. So we had it at heart to create, I mean, it's not just for that, but we do want to try to make it even as much as possible mm-hmm. uh, between men and women and build the women's side up uh, where possible. 
I think a lot of that comes brand branding is so important. I think it's amazing what you've done already in just a year to create this brand that is the Fast Five Thousand. Uh-huh. You know, you know, Langland WhatsApp group is everyone. The Fast Five Thousand entries uh-huh. are open. You know, it's a, it's a thing yeah. now. Where is the, I mean, what struck me being in France, Fast Five Thousand. Not uh-huh. it wasn't uh, the rapid. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where did that come from? The Fast Five Thousand. So, um, well, it was actually brainstorm with the team last year. It probably took. So, so in terms of just for, for context, in terms of the so the, the first race was in July, twenty twenty one, and none of us in the entire team had ever met before December. Really? Before never even spoken to each other. Wow. Okay. Us. And it's just I went running with the guy who's the local coach, and then I pitched the idea to him, and he's like, "Well, it's not a bad idea." And then he kind of went from mm, there. Okay. And we only met the, the guy in Montesson where we were posting it mm-hmm. about three months I think before the actual event so it all went very very quickly but in the early days when we were brainstorming the idea I mean we were bouncing off ideas in terms of of course we would never never call it the night of the 5000 meter PBs because it was like variations of that and trying to see it in Mm. French whether it worked if it didn't work etc and I can't remember who but someone suggested that I think actually no I think originally they suggested 5000 fast that was how it went and I was like it doesn't work in English however fast 5000 does work yeah and then we kind of slept on it for a while and then I probably made the executive decision that <laughs> conversation is over but the that's where it came from was just brainstorming people and then we kind of yeah. we spent another a few weeks we had a few um, women who were helping us on the logo uh, and then we pulled the logo together um, again I mean I can probably show you actually after probably have a laugh at some of the original ones that oh, we really? had. But <laughs> it, it, uh, and then we've I mean none of us are in marketing I guess we're just in. Uh, we've been experienced with, I mean, in terms of climate, um, in terms of common sense, and you know, mm-hmm. my work with this and climate change and other stuff. In terms of you know how to get simple messages out that you need clear message, you need a uh, consistency, and mm-hmm. um, if you're targeting a certain audience, you need a certain message for them and certain messages for others and so forth. And then from there, I mean, we, I mean, we did. Uh, well, I would say we spammed the market, but we did our best within our very limited means because our budget last was absolutely tiny mm-hmm. and using friends and stuff to repeat it and to get it through and um, yeah I guess just presence on social media helped uh, I think you've certainly done that I think that you can let's say I feel the from a club scene I feel the sort of buzz on that and you know there's a lot of a lot of excited people mm-hmm. um, and, and I think with that I mean some of it is the what, what we've tried or what I've tried to do um, and it's not building a community around Fast 5000, uh, we potentially say that, but when people sign up, I send them an email straight away with information, and every two weeks afterwards, we send them mm-hmm. updates of what's happening. Because for a lot of races, and that makes sense because people don't necessarily have the time. Um, I mean, we chatted about it before, but for sake of argument, it probably takes me 30 hours a week to do this on top of the job, which mm-hmm. I'm happy to do because it's fun, but not everyone's yeah. able uh, to do that for various personal reasons. Um, but anyway, so I send them these emails to keep people in touch, and then we, on the social media, we put people forward who don't always necessarily get the uh, visibility mm. that they may otherwise have, mm. and then they push the message again afterwards, and that's just us trying to use the tools, or the free tools at our yeah. disposal, and it's worked so far, But and I think partly it's because we've, you know, with the team, we've been quite efficient at doing it as well as we can, within our means. But I think also because not many other people have used that before, because they've had historical reasons why the events exist and they keep existing, it's kind of been a bit of a niche market that we've been able to get into mm-hmm. and uh, and work off. And 
I mean, I think once you reach a certain, let's say, threshold of visibility, you're kind of there. Yeah. Um, but that means that it's up to us to fail yeah, now. Del- yeah, yeah, yeah. keep delivering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's an expectation. Uh-huh. And what have been the main challenges of, of getting an event like this off the ground? Because what, what strikes me is, you know, from a, a web from web and marketing perspective, it looks yeah. very polished, very clean. Yeah. Obviously, you must have sponsors. What, what, yeah. what have been the challenges in getting there? Uh, time. Okay. Like I said, we'd never met any each other mm. like seven months before we launched it. The which means that you have to have a well. Thankfully, I mean, I say most, but in reality, the entirety of the committee we work with are people who know how to work in a. I'm going to say a business sense in terms of you say we're going to do it and we just do it. Mm-hmm. We're not here for discussion by committee for debate and debate. You take your responsibilities and if you've got to change something you change it a little bit but we move forward because if we don't you never will mm-hmm. they've been i mean you can imagine they've been political <laughs> things have, yeah. local politics we've had to get ahead round the um rules in terms of who's allowed to compete which licenses people have to have and you know whatnot our challenge i said last year was actually getting women to take part i mean we, we contacted i think without exaggerating over a thousand women who would have met the standard last year and we only managed to get 35 to come. And we've no idea why. We just, because it just wasn't, yeah. it wasn't landing. And this year, we've put even more of a push on the women's side. We've got 85 and the standard is super high, so we're really happy about mm-hmm. that. But that was a challenge last year. And then there's, I mean, there's things that happen all the day in terms of our sound system almost blew up within about five minutes. Really? Okay. Things, which would have, totally tanked, <laughs> would have totally tanked the entire event if that happened. But thankfully it survived. Okay. And, um, do so you have a backup this year now, or is that a we have a backup and we're also paying someone else to do it? So, oh, right, okay. so because it, so that's the kind of the financial issues previously is that because the budget was relatively small, we tried to cut corners not negatively but just yeah, common just sense, to, just yeah. we had to. So for the sound system, we're using a local person who kind of had stuff, and actually the material was slightly below I think what we thought we would be able to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's always done in good faith. But you learn. Um, yeah, and then the. I mean, we were having challenges this year uh, in terms of relaunching and how do you line it with the different calendars and stuff because obviously what we want to create here isn't to take away from other events. Mm-hmm. It's just to build upon what yeah. exists. But if you... in So in in May, as I think you know, but obviously most listeners probably don't know, but it's the Antar Club, which is the... Um, what do you call it in English? The... Um, like into clubs I mean it's a club yeah, competition the, club, the yeah, um, club championships I guess in club effect clubs, yeah. and therefore May is always used up for that so that month is kind of out mm-hmm. then July and August is summer holidays yeah. so it's quite difficult to put yourself yeah, there France, yeah. in um, in June you've got other big events I mean in terms of 5,000 metres there's two very big ones one mm-hmm. at Carrefour and one at Dissin at the end of June you have the French championships mm-hmm. so the number of weeks available is actually quite small and then the track season in France isn't like in the UK. It only lasts about three months, if that. Is that yeah. right? Okay. So it kind of starts up in uh, April-ish, and mm-hmm. it's basically finished by the end of June. Right. So you don't yeah. get the whole summer competition yeah, yeah. that you get in the UK. So the, ta- the so those kind of logistical things, I mean, you get around it, and you kind of mm-hmm. learn, and you try to work with people. But we've learned a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> and what, what are the things that keep you awake at night for this year, then? Um, Apart from your sound system, well, the sound system is obviously not a problem anymore. You're yeah, that's not a problem. The things that kept me up at night, um, well, up until about a week ago, the thing that was keeping me up at night was finding women pacers because we 
so through a few contacts, we have a very, very large network, and we contacted, I mean, in addition to the network, personal network we have, we contacted about 30 international managers and about another 100 international women, and we're just landing nowhere to get them mm. because, I mean, it's not a case that all of the women, all the fast women in France are running at the event, mm. but a lot of them are, yeah. and there's not that many yeah, other ones, and on the other ones who aren't there are doing other competitions. So that was keeping me up at night, but then thankfully there's a... Argentinian runner who so a lot of the Argentinian squad is in Spain right now mm-hmm. and he was coming uh, in any case and I kind of asked him and then thankfully he had an Argentinian woman in okay. his squad who's keen to come over from Madrid to do it so these things there's always solutions but thankfully this year our budget is a little bit higher so we're able to pay for her to come over right. which we absolutely would not have been able to do uh, previously oh, ah, okay. so, um, so that's that uh, and right now well I've got one it's more of a dark orange flag on just finding the final um, official that we need to make sure that everything is rubber stampable. Okay. Um, but it doesn't keep me up at night because we'll get there. But okay. that's the, the main thing. Because you know, we're now on the, so a week on, two weeks ago. Two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago now, so. Two weeks for you two. To, to get massively fit <laughs> for, your, <laughs> for your season best. Yeah. But, um, I, and this is, this is, the thing is, I think this is a, it's a reflection on what an event you've built that I am now with this, I mean, hurrying and whatnot, but that's been yeah. my, I'm, I'm gutted because I look at this, I see the excitement in the line on WhatsApp group, mm-hmm. I see people, it's on everyone's training plan, I see the, the, the club session comes through mm-hmm. and now it's Fast 5000 group. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the Fast 5000, this is what you're doing for Wednesday. <laughs> Which, and that's, you know, three weeks ago it was Copenhagen, Copenhagen Marathon mm-hmm. group. So you're really, you know, it's setting mm-hmm. a, a real event on the, mm-hmm. on the Parisian club scene. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it was, it was the, I mean, it wasn't, it's the aim. Uh, I think the, I mean, we, we've, well, I should say we've got there th- thanks to the core team that's worked on it, also thanks to the volunteers that mm. we're actually going to be able to. Um, course, yeah. I very much doubt that the local towns will be listening. I, mean, they, I know you've got millions and millions of people who listen to your podcast, but <laughs> yeah. the, the, the local French mayor may not be listening to it, but if they were, you know, I'd say it's thanks to them too, because they allowed us to, you know, to, to, to do it and put it in place and... Why do we need to allow that? That's I mean, I, I guess because that was a question I had for you. Was yeah. your, obviously you, you know we can maybe touch later on 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 Parkman your what you've what you've been done there, but a track event. What how? I mean, I, I look naively at it and think logistically on the day it must be a nightmare. But how much? Uh, well, they, they need to make yeah. Well, I mean, like anything, they are the owners of tracks. If they say no, right? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Uh, Fair. And then as the owners. Be, like there's little logistical things like the electricity usage is going to be a lot higher on the day so they need to get the electricians down beforehand to make sure the electricity is going to work and that kind of uh, stuff right and then they need to make sure the track is in good state they need to make sure the rugby club isn't there and right using okay it. so there's so you need and then this year what is hopefully going to allow it to become an even bigger thing so again in terms of the one again i should say there's three main audiences that we aim for with the event here mm. uh, and again this is in it's building but also being inspired by what was done in um, in Highgate uh, with the night of 10k there's the top athletes to mm-hmm. whom we want to offer an incredible like the perfect experience then there's the uh, athletics community to whom we want to offer a fun athletics event that they enjoy because they're geeks and they know what's happening <laughs> yeah. but then there's the local community that, to whom we want to offer something fun to oh, come of course, to yeah, so yeah. that's why we have you know food trucks beer trucks animations for the kids that's uh, cool. there'll be five breathers at the end of the night and that oh, stuff. so cool. we're trying to create something fun but the 
town nasty obviously they had to get convinced that we were serious this wasn't just um, wishful thinking but this year they're distributing flyers to every single house in the town fantastic and every kid is going to get a flyer at school and stuff so hopefully that's going to oh, bring people along and it's like most things it's a bit of a chicken and egg that if yeah. they come along it builds and it, it cements it even more for next yeah. year etc etc uh, so they do have a I mean realistically in terms of organising the athletic side mm-hmm. they have a very whatever almost non-existent role which makes sense mm-hmm. however they do have a a big yeah, role otherwise to make that happen that's, thing happen that's great to have them on board yeah. so if we had uh, so li- if we have some listeners and uh, again our listeners uh, you know range and abilities and backgrounds but see we've got some track athletes who are mm-hmm. who are based in Scotland England we've got a yeah. number of listeners in France and they think you know what from 2023 yeah. I want to come to the Fast 5000 how would they how would they go about doing that uh, the easiest to go on the website which is just fast5000.fr okay uh, because I did it, there's an English version to it too. So you, <laughs> you, you, can, you can toggle it, you don't need to worry about the fact that it's all in French. And then, I mean, this year we open the registrations in March, we probably do the same next year. Uh, and then, logically, the event would be in early June next year too. And I would imagine that the entries would be for the men in sub 1630 and for the women mm-hmm. in sub 1930. Okay. Um, and I guess the other, I mean, the other thing too, which you know would be worthwhile. Uh, Depends obviously on on the, the your listeners' network, but the we have about twenty bits coming over this year, so mm-hmm. there'll be a there's a fair few who'll be going back into the community, <laughs> so yes. to speak, who maybe will provide feedback, hopefully provide positive feedback, and then get the word out that way. And if if we had an absolute uh, athletics geek back in Scotland who mm-hmm. wanted to watch it, is there any? Are you doing is streaming? Yes, yeah, so it'll, it'll be streamed. It'll, it'll be streamed. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, we so we're meeting with. The guys uh, this week to finalize how it's going to happen, but yeah, and, and we've got a camera team, so we we'll have three cameras that are going to be there okay. filming it. Or we, it's one of those ones where I mean, it'd be interesting to know what you think too. Where we haven't we haven't really told anyone that yet because I don't want people to think they can watch it online and not, and not come. Yeah, I kind of feel that it's something that you announce the day before. Agreed. Once yeah. people have made their plans, yeah, then you say, and oh, by the way, for those who aren't, you can see online. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the you would that's you're shooting that towards the that. It's it's outside of the Paris area. People who are, yeah. who are oh, I want to watch Medi Frere mm-hmm. run yeah. thirteen flat, whatever. You know, that's the yeah, yeah that's so a quite thirteen flat, but uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. But you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or people like me, yeah. hey, Mom, do you want, do you want yeah. to see me hold up the rear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really yeah so, so for all the listeners who want to see Tom Byrne, <laughs> he will be approximately I'm to you, UK time. It will be about four four thirty p.m. on the fourth of June. You can log on, and that's when you can watch him. Uh, Win his race, of course. That'll so it's uh, no, it's it's it's, it's 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 very exciting. I know that there's a few of the guys I've, I've I used to train with back home are, are quite uh, have talked about coming out the, um, next year, which is cool. And the and the Langley we've seen plenty going yeah. so so it's cool, very good. Um, right before we let you go, we're um, we're gonna have to take you through some some fartlet questions. Go ahead. So the fart the format of fartlet questions is is uh, is straightforward. It's like a fart like it can be a thirty second rep, it can be a five minute effort, but the idea is that it's continuous. So pre race meal, peanut butter and on toast. That is the first time answer we had. Favorite movie? Uh, ooh, uh, can I say the Blackadder series? You can. Yeah, yes. It's not a movie, but I'll go with that. No, no, that's a good one. Favorite race? Uh, other than the Fast Five Thousand, <laughs> yeah, of course. My favourite one was probably Rotterdam Marathon because of the crowds, and that was nice. great. And that was the first time I got in the three. And nice. 
Road, cross country, hills or track? Track, then road, and I do want to hear about hills. <laughs> um, favourite beer? Uh, I'm Amstel, I'm, I'm, I'm not, okay. the, I'm fairly easy on beer. Okay. Easy. Morning shuffle or an evening saunter? Evening saunter. Favourite shoe? Well, the Vaporfly helps. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had you done as a man who was going to drop some classic, like the like a no, no okay, no, no, Vaporflies. Nice, and the Vaporfly is a very, very common answer. I, I, I can cheat with everyone else. <laughs> nice, <laughs> quite right. Uh, except for the fast five thousand. Except for the fast five thousand. Favorite place to run. Um, does this have to be something I can do again, or the favorite experience of it? Favorite, it can be favorite experience if you like. Well, the favorite experience was uh, when I was in Cuba, and there's those stray dogs that came running with me in the mountains, and I was just wow. like, nothing. So that okay. But other than that, on a more common basis, I'd say just running around the river, because we're lucky to have the Seine that runs by. Nice. Um, and lastly, you've got, you've got one more race you can run. It can be a race you've already run. You can rerun the, the Rotterdam Marathon. It can be a bucket list race that you've never done. What would, but you can only do one more race. What would that race be? Qualifying for the fast five thousand, which is probably never going to happen. Then. Yeah, <laughs> that must be a goal for you. Run your own race next year. You well, can get I, can I, I, feel I shot myself in the foot last year by setting the standard. <laughs> so last year I was a pacer for the slowest race okay. for fifteen hundred meters, not even the whole, nice. not even the whole three thousand meters, because I assumed it was going to be the only time I'd ever be able to <laughs> run, run the pace, which it actually was. <laughs> How deep did the pacers go? In the uh, three thousand meters. They go to three thousand. Yeah, oh, I like that. That's cool. 3, yeah, no, I like that because too. I, for me, a, a bit of a bugbear of mine, common on the podcast, is this common thing which your pacers who pace all the way. I think I like yeah. this concept that a pacer drops out and then it's still a race. It's a foot yeah. race, you know. You you uh-huh. you're racing. I'm oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. Especially to stay with a pacer for three thousand meters, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, yeah. hang on. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, Simon, thank you very much for for uh, for joining. We're looking forward to the fast five five thousand. I'm looking forward to cheering you on to uh, <laughs> beat your PB. And uh, we are, we're, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up with, uh, I'll, be, I'll debrief to the listeners my own experience, but yeah, next year we might be getting a, a tartan-clad band of, uh, of runners across. You'd be more than welcome That'd to. Fantastic. More than welcome to. <laughs> well, all the best for the race, and uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing how it goes. Will do. Thank you. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Simon, for coming on the show. And uh, as always, we haven't, I haven't listened to this segment of the show, but I'm eager to hear it in my, uh, my, my 10 minute run post COVID, no doubt. So Tommy, you, you said Gary was there. Like what, what's Gary? Yeah. So Gary didn't tell me he was doing this. So I, uh, last a couple of weeks ago, I was, ru- I ran, I run part run and there's a shout out to Fiona. Who's uh, one of the locals here, a Scottish uh, lady who runs and she, really small worlds. Fiona emailed us actually because she was, she's a Bois de Boulogne regular. She's a, she's raced across France, all sorts of distances. Uh, she's been living in Paris for a long time. Anyway, she's very much into the spine ultra and she saw, she saw something on Insta, on social media that um, Debbie Martin Consani was doing a podcast. So she joined to listen TRS. And so she sent us an email saying, can you imagine my surprise as someone who runs the Bois de Boulogne park in every week to, I dialed into a random podcast to be hosted by, the guy, a random guy who was first finisher at the same park run on the weekend. <laughs> so anyway, I now speak to Fiona most weeks. Lovely lady. If you're listening, Fiona, thank you for being so welcoming to us since we've 
we've come over. Um, but anyway, Fiona commented on my Strava saying, are you going to be at um, Park Run next weekend, Tom? There's going to be Liverpool fans, might get a bump. At Gary's going to be there. And she tagged Gary on it. No Gary way. Morrison. Gary. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm just looking <laughs> at the results to see if he was there. I don't know if he oh. was... Uh, oh, you, what, what, you must so, have remembered this. He was. Gary was there. 36. Christophe <laughs> and AC. What time so, did he do? 22.42. And oh, you know, Gary, it was a record. It was, I think it might have been a record turnout. 125. That's what happens with Gary. Not a record, but yeah, exa- well, exactly. Was he, I don't know if he was over the football. I wasn't there, so I didn't see him. He probably... I, I is, he a, is he a red? Football, he's a Ross County fan. Okay, well, they've certainly went involved. He'll be, he'll, so, yeah. Well, at least he'll be, he's only crying from the tear gas said He's not t- crying from, <laughs> from a park run for getting his barcode. He did well he's there. Oh, I kept anyway. that quiet. I thought he would come and get, give you a chap in the door, but hey, hope. Anyway. So, start while I was away. So I think I did message him on Strava saying, I'm not going to be around. Sorry, mate, which would have been <laughs> lovely to see him. Last time I saw him was at Chicago. So it would have been the, the, the third time I met him, fourth time I met him, once at your stag, once at your wedding, once in Chicago, and then unfortunately not quite in Paris. Nah, well, there you go. Right. So yeah. moving on, we're going to move on to continue that rather than part when we talk about some actual results. So I'm going to start with the Black Rock Five, which is. Just an amazing event. It's one of those ones that if you've not done, you should do. It's a, a real classic of the of the of the calendar. It starts in um, let me remember the name of the town. Have you done this one then? I have done it years ago. I did it when I was at uni, uh, and the ah, year okay, after I was sure. at uni. So it starts sure. in Kinghorn, which is on the fourth, on the face side of the fourth, not far from the fourth road bridge. And basically, you go out and back over the sands um, to some. There's a turning point. But the challenge with the Black Rock Five is the tide. And I under, looking at the photos this year, the tide was in. So they're running through, that. they run that. from the town down in to the right sand. You run through the sand and they're pretty much like ankle deep on the water there. Out and then they come, then you come, so it's out and back. So you're running back past the packs. You see where everyone is in relation to you. You come back into Kinghorn and you've got this, I'm going to use it properly here. There's a brutal climb. It's like Von Tu. Brutal climb back up to the finish and it really saps the legs five what miles what kind of climbs this like give us a you know you gave us some percentages of your climbing the hill what what, Oof, what, what we i would about? guess i would guess it's someone the listeners are probably going to shoot down for this i would say it's 10 to 12 percent boy which that's, is steep it's that's that's going so just a wee street but it's short and sharp so that was uh that was a great that's a great race um one of those ones that uh i would like to do soon actually next time we're, is we're it back, five miles then it's five five miles. Five miles. So it was. It's one of those races, though, because it's sand and hilly. The, yeah, it's not, it's, it's yeah. about the. It's about the the title it's and the, the completion of anything else. So the win, most importantly, went to uh, someone we're a fan of on here, James Donald Dundee Hawks twenty two fifty five, edging out the man, the legend, that never goes away, Ali Hay Central AC twenty three seventeen, and third place HBT Tom Martin twenty three twenty four, which is. Very, very um, oh, impressive top three. On the, the female side, it was a win for Kirsten Maxwell. I believe Kirsten is PH Racing, 28-37. Second place, Sophie Collins, 29-30. And in third place, Kirsten McCauley, 30-10. Okay, so... Yeah, very good. Well done, ladies. Great to see. Um, sorry, Kristen Maxwell, beg your pardon, is Christophan. The results section, I didn't have the the clubs. I beg your pardon, Kristen. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it. I couldn't see the clubs, but I'm sure it's in a different filter to what I'm seeing. 
So uh, Blackrock, well done, the organisers. Definitely one that so, we would like to get TRS to. So I suppose, you know, from a, a, a major or mass participation event in, in Scotland, uh, the Edinburgh Marathon was on, and there's some really notable results there and some some quick times as well. And, and I've got mm. to say that maybe the, the, the five and the 10 didn't, didn't post the fastest times, but the the half and the marathon, holy moly, that was, uh, you were 65 minutes for the, uh, for the half marathon. I think I've even got the results here. Hold on. I'll, I'll just check. Well, let's, well, let's go to the, the, the marathon then. Um, we did have some pretty quick times. The top mm. three were uh, 220-ish, uh, low 220s and sub-220 for the winner. Matthew Giletti, 217.57, which is a cracking... I don't really know much about Matthew, but fantastic time by him. Uh, our first up was Peter Avon. Avon, Shettleston Harriers, 221.29. I think that's his first marathon. Um, I could be wrong, but he's in cracking form. Uh, from 5k all the way through to marathon so well done to, to Peter and a great run there Ollie Garrett who was um, of course third third in there I mean he's also been on the show TRS he's not a yeah. Scott. he's not a Scott but he's a, a fellow TRS ambassador since he's uh, one of our, our uh, ultra running um, so what uh, did he run 222.55 which I think could be a PB for him uh, so yeah, in, in Ollie, I mean, he did the hundred K the the same week or the week, a few days after he did a park run, uh, or his local <laughs> cross country race or something. And he, he still ran a fast time, but I, I, I don't, I think it was like 16 minutes for a 5k after doing a hundred K four or five days after it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so this guy is huge talent, which, um, I'm sure, uh, is, has been shown by his, third place at Edinburgh Marathon, but the, the certainly the standard, you know, the fourth place, I'll give him a mention, 223 as well. Spa Striders, sounds an interesting place to, to be a club. Pretty chilled out club. You get a wee pedicure when you, you finish your club run. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was Ian Allen who got the fourth there. In terms of the, the female side, now this is the one we want to chat about because uh, it's a bit more closer at home and, uh, and it's also our fellow Metro Aberdeen runner, 2.45.01, a new PB, Ginny Berant, who is, yeah, a great run from her. That's uh, a great, that is a really strong really good run. run. So, yeah, I hope, I'm sure she's be, she's delighted with that result. Um, and Ginny's and, someone uh, who, she's applied herself hard for, for years, and it's a great, it's great to see that result, you know, all that, the hard work she's put in over the, over the years come to fruition with that, and she's had, you know, a few years ago, stress fractures and whatnot, so I think she had a good run in the last last like year or so so really good to see that i think she ran 248 i think in manchester last year so really good to see that's a good progression a very very good run yeah very uh, so yeah well done Ginny. yeah and a great run as well and, and well done to to robbie as well for you know sitting back a wee bit and letting Ginny do all the work for <laughs> exactly you see you didn't even need to mention robbie there this is Ginny's moment i know we're I gonna get bad. we're, we're gonna get mentioned that eh? yeah yeah yeah, sorry, sorry, Ginny, for, for under, what's the word, um, under, make it dampening your result. It's, there's no, there's no damp you. there. It's a hell of a run. And you know what? She was yeah. well clear, well clear. So 245 six or one, minutes, as you say. Six minutes ahead. Holy exactly. She was, no, she was eight minutes ahead. Eight, eight minutes ahead of second place, Christina Strauss, no? No, no, no. You're, no? No, so, Sophie Delderfield was uh, the second place there. Oh, I beg uh, your pardon. Sorry. 251, 25, uh, 
Vale of Aylesbury AC and your third place goes to um, Christina Strauss in 253.51. Um, your pardon. So there you go. What, what's interesting is when you look at some of the, you know, like the, the female results, the difference in chip chip time versus gun times, pretty, pretty incredible. You know, like your second place was uh, 20 seconds, almost well, really? 20 seconds slower than uh, her her um her chip time uh, and, and then obviously like so you, when it comes to events and races like I'll, I'll just go down a little bit more it's your gun time i mean I, i'm sure your position is based on well your position is hold on fourth yeah this is where it gets really a bit confusing here because your position overall olivia harrod was 258 chip time and uh, 2.59.01 gun time. So she was a minute slower, but um, yeah, chip time goes, it's a chip time that wins. It's a chip time, not the gun time. I of thought course, it would be gun yeah, time. Of course. I thought it would be gun time. Uh, no, it should be gun, the bigger point. It should be gun time, yeah. First of the line. Oh, is it not gun time when it comes to like your top three, your podium your runners? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, it should be anyway. gun. Anyway, if it was a, yeah, a foot race is a gun time, so... Anyway, well done to all those uh, those finishers because I think Edinburgh's a, it's a, if, if the day's right, it's good, but it's um yeah, there's it's quite a, it's good to see it's good to see it back actually it's good to see it back the marathon's back in Scotland yeah but um yeah well well let's let's leave the the, the listeners to look through the results for Edinburgh Marathon Festival next I'm gonna go Mull of Kintyre just because we're gonna keep uh. Just sharing is caring. It's good to cover some of the more local races very quickly. So half marathon, it was a win for Kieran Cooper. Second place, Richard Cooper. So I don't know if that is a father-son or brother's oh, combo. That, Both canvas uh, line. So Tommy I assume he's in there as his son. They could be. It could be. Uh, it could be. Um, it could both they could be husbands, they could be there could be many could reasons be. that they, they share the same surname. Yes. But anyway, Kieran for the win, Richard for second place, so 114 and 120. Although Richard Cooper is V50 and Kieran Cooper is senior, so that's probably the <laughs> Richard boy, the dad. So that's a very nice moment for them. Uh, one, two, and then third place Neil Nairn, uh, Glasgow Dental Hospital and School Runners. So well done, Neil, representing the the dental. That's a mouthful, that isn't it? It is indeed. It's worse than your nickname. And then the on the female side, Fiona Balfour for the win, 144. Isabel Lemming, 145, and in third place Fiona Cook, 146. Now, on the same race weekend, there was a 10K as well. I'm just going to go through that. Matthew Turner, Shelton Hires for the win in 33.02. Aston Nichols, 34.52, second place. And third place was Stuart McGeeky. Campbellton running, 34.54. On the female side, Jennifer Martin, Campbellton Running Club was first, 41.45. Second place was Laura Massey. Unattached, 43-24. And third place, Lorraine McPherson, 43-41. Perth Roadrunners. Well done, everyone. We also had the Shettleston, the Babcock Shettleston 10K that took place in uh, a couple of weeks. Last week, was it? This week? I don't know. May the 29th, two days ago. Two days ago, Jack yeah. Heathwood. Jack Heathwood got the win, 32 9 uh, Good run from the Bella Houston athlete, Greg Templeton. Bell Houston Harriers as well. Uh, 32 12. Oh, that was a close finish there. Eh? That is close, yeah. 
I wonder if they've got the, you know, the the, the, the video thing again. I love, I love the, fo- the I love the video finish. It's amazing. <laughs> the grimaces and the club mates talk- as well. Both Bella Houston talking about grimaces and things. Um, see the the half Iron Man, uh, Marbella. See the, the the amount of people staggering at the end. You know Oof, when I you see it in, in the London Marathon on the TV. Oh boy, oh boy! Like you're, you, you, you kind of just, you just kind of, oh, you feel for them. Uh, and it was a hot, it was a really hot day, but mm. uh, but I'm sure these guys in the 10k find it pretty pretty quick and and and, and pretty uh, you know not not as laborious as as that. Uh, your third place was Andrew Carey, Cambusling Harriers, 32-33, and uh, your female, your first female was Leslie Blackwood. No, no, that's a, that's a lie. Uh, Katie White was your first female, Garskeep Harriers, 37-44. And Leslie Blackwood. 30, I don't think she was. 30. I think it was Sonia Samuels. Oh, Sonia. Oh, God. Sonia Samuels. Yeah. Of all the people, well, you've forgotten a, a big name. 40, I, 34, I talk, 15. Jeez, oh, sorry, Sonia. I was there. Uh, in Kyle's defense, in Kyle's defense, right? Organizers, give a filter. I mean, just having <laughs> the women's results washed up in the main set of results is unacceptable in 2022. There's no, there's no, you're give right, us there's a filter. No, there's no filter unless I'm to download. The results break down fair enough, but well, some smart some smart listener yeah, I mean, is going to say, do your preparation, your homework. Well, We've got well, about 15 results like, here. Yeah, exactly. Organizers, it's not complicated to put a filter in place. Yeah. Although, I don't I, download yeah. an Excel sheet. <laughs> I'm not sure Kyle's got the competency to download. It's a CSV <laughs> apart from anything else. There's exactly. no way Kyle's converting a CSV. Spell it out for me, folks. Um yeah, so I mean, even then, I'm just I've just broken this down into categories, right? And it's top three overall, top three ladies, second place, that Sarah Potter, Millie Nickel. Am I missing something here? These right, first place up. is Sonia Samuels. I've got that. But what one. second place? Second is? place is Sarah Potter, so VP missed... City of Glasgow, which I think is Beth Potter's sister, thirty-five flat. Jeez, oh. And in but... third, third female was Millie Nickel, Camus Lang Harris. They're all listed as first because Samuel Sonia Samuels is a V40, uh, Sarah is a senior, and Millie is an under-20. So they're all first in the category, but that is the one, two, three. Do, do you know what? Like, I, I just literally scrolled down so quickly. I didn't expect it to be... You know, that's a great depth for the, the female it is, yeah. side of things. Anyway, you know, top three, 35 or, or quicker is fantastic. So, you know, apologies, folks. You know, I've underestimated the standard from the female side of, of this race. So well done to the the runners and that and the standard for the Shettleston 10K. So next, um, we, 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 we're probably good. I think we should move on to something like... Uh, I'm going to go, well, I'm going to, in that case, I'm going to go for the Dunblane 12K. Just because, uh, just because I, I want to. So that was Dunblane Road Race, which is a 12K race, which is quite cool. Winner, Fergus Roberts, 38.07 unattached. Second place, Jonathan Roebuck, 39.20 in Reclyde AC. Third place, Jonathan Moore, 42.15 Motherwell AC. And in the female side, it was a win for Jennifer Wetton, 43.17. Jennifer, of course, well-known Central AC runner, seventh overall as well, which is, which is impressive. And second female was Naomi Watt, 49.36. And third female was Katrina Kane, 51.51. Now, I'm going to move on to a different discipline of running and one that I think uh, 
it has uh, is, is raised a few eyebrows and and um, a few applauds as well is the Isla Jura Fell race, which has always been one that I've always wanted to to do and to compete in. I know it's a gnarly uh, fell race, and and it's basically I call it a fell race. It sounds like it's a you know it's, it's something from the lakes, but it's, it's certainly not. Uh, now Finley Wild, who's been on the show. Is, is someone who's, you know, taken part in this a few times, I think. Um, but essentially, it's seven summits. It's over 2,000 metres of climbing, 28 kilometres. Uh, so it's it's an incredible um, it's an incredible event and a tough event as well. But Finlay Wild has broken three hours for this event and the course record has stood for, God, how, how long? Um God, no, I think Finley Wilde actually had the record of 305. And I think his record is is almost pow- it's been posed as uh, the Kipchoge, it's the equivalent of Kipchoge breaking sub two hours for a marathon, but from a hill running perspective in the world of hill running. So a, a huge congratulations to uh, Finley and breaking three hours for this, for, for doing the Isla fell race. Um, and, uh, you know, I, Probably for for me anyway, like knowing and following the the sport of of hill running, um, I, I think it's incredible. Finley Wilds an incredible athlete and one of the probably one of the most underrated endurance athletes in Scotland, in my opinion. Uh, he he's done a few races I've I've followed and and some of the the rounds that he's been doing. And give you a, a perspective on the Bob Graham round. He was only he was less than ten minutes behind. In fact, I think it was even less than that. Uh, le- less than 10 minutes behind Killian Journey's um, Bob Graham round record uh, last year, which which in itself is remarkable. And I know he's competed with Killian, as as has uh, Robbie Simpson, and, and been very close to him. And I know Finley's done that in some of the sky, sky running events as well. So a massive congratulations to Finley. And, uh, he's also got his own podcast, which uh, I think it's called Go Mountain Goats or something. And he okay. gets some pretty incredible interview interviewees on as well. So feel free to, uh, you know, have a listen to him. But always revert back to TRS, folks. Uh, but yeah, a, a hugely impressive result from from him. And let's not discount all the other athletes that were taking part. Uh, a, a crazy 25, 26 minutes behind uh, in second place was Jack Wright. Amberside AC in uh, 3.24.08 and Tom Simpson, same club, 3.28 uh, as well. In terms of your female side, here we go. Here's the filter coming out, Tommy. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Nah, this is even worse, this one. Jeez, oh. Oh, hold on. Female open. Let's try that. Don't know if that'll work. Uh, Jasmine Paris, again, another interview of the show. Four hours 10 uh, for the win. And Bryony Halcrow, Amberside, Ambleside, uh, a big show from them and all the of it, uh, from the male and the female side. And Ruth Crow, Westerlands Cross Country Club in 432. So there you go. That's your Isla Jura Felbert. I'm going to choose one more result and I'm going to go for the fifth Monument Mile Classic. Now, oh. listeners, if you want to go back into the archives, you can do and you'll hear Mikey Wright, the man himself, who joined TRS to talk about this last year for the fourth one, and Mikey uh, himself, a, a, a marathon champion in his own right. But 
He's now he still is the champion. He still is. That race will never restart. Uh, he'll <laughs> he will finish. He will end his days as the marathon champion of Scotland. Um, <laughs> he retired two years ago, and he's still the marathon still, champion. How's that work? Hell, I know. Well, anyway, wow. so the I'm going to start with the ladies' results. Actually, in this case, um, it was many races, which is amazing. Many people going away with yellow hats the, for the winning of their heat their races. But we're going to go to the men and late, women's sort of showpiece, if you like. So on the ladies' side, it was a win. In 4.46 for Neve Carr, second, who's under 23 as well. So 4.46.40, very impressive. Super quick. Second place, Katie Lowry, Warrington AC, Edinburgh Uni, 4.47.02. Third place, Philippa Millage, Victoria Park, City of Glasgow, 4.48.07. So super tight there. Amazing to see. And I mean, it, it, I'm going to keep going, actually, because there's only eight in the field. And the oldest ever mentioned. Hannah Cameron, uh, fourth place. Aberdeen, 448.95. Beth Ansel, sixth, Enray C in 450.27. Hannah Riding in sixth, Giftnick North, 450.28. Seventh place, Frances- Francesca Brint, Sale Harriers and Birmingham Uni, 452.78. In third place, uh, eighth place, sorry, Charlotte Clare um, in 505.43. So everyone running a PB, uh, except Hannah Cameron, a bigger run who ran a season's best, though. And uh, and you know, seven of them under five minutes, which is which is amazing. On the men's side, quite impressively, Ben McMillan, Central AC, coached by Mikey Wright himself, 357-76. Holy oh. moly, that's <laughs> lightning quick. Lightning that quick. Like the, so that's like the first um in in decades, the first sub four minute mile by a Scott on Scottish soil. Is that not right? I, there was a lot. There was a lot of. Well, a lot I'm not a track expert. Parts. That's the problem. But it's it's an it's incredible. Like it must be a. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the the sort of the on Scottish soil results, but that it must be up there. Right, definitely. Um, I I think that's. I could be wrong, but I'm sure some smart arse will know the the answer to this. Uh, but yeah, I, I, certainly. I mean, it's not a. It's not an, a a distance that's competed that often and that frequently but to over, get, the, over uh, the years it has i guess yeah, yeah I, you know I, what i mean is there's not that many mile races that you can go and just smash out a, a pb but i think it's really it's what i found impressive was 36 heats it was like a ridiculous amount of uh races on the on the night i mean we weren't there but what i heard was just how positive it was and and people who don't often go down the distance. You know, they're, they're used to doing a 5K or a 10K or cross-country or, uh, you know, they won't really put their feet on the track. Uh, a lot of people decided to go slightly, you know, for example, who was I speaking to who, there's been a couple of people who have just, I've never done a mile, but I'm going to give it a bash and just see what I can do. And, and you know, I think that's quite refreshing for running is to, to try something different, get out of your comfort zone, just don't just stick to the, the same old, same old, uh, push yourself in different ways. And what I want to know is how the hell did they get all those fire, you know, those fireballs and whatever the hell Amazing. they were. Where did you get Amazing. that from? I want that for my races. I want well, quite, that for my summer proms 3K. Well, quite right, though. I think a sub four minute mile deserves that. So if you're going to get a sub, if you're going to get someone running the equivalent of that at the three K, I think that deserves it. So amazing, well done, Ben. A name listeners should remember. Ben is is under twenty three. Central AC is also Sterling Uni. So know the name Ben McMillan. We're going to see more of that, I'm sure. Second place, Kieran Riley, 
Tunbridge, Sterling, Uni uh, and Central, 401-37. And third place, Jack Patton, um, Kilbarkin, 401-90. PBs for all those three. Uh, I'm going to keep going like I did with the ladies. Andrew Milligan, North Belfast, Durham Uni, 402-29. Christoph Horniak, Dundee Hawks, St. Andrews Uni, 404-97. James Donald, um, I mean, what a range James has got. Marathon man now, but also running 405-12. And what is a PB? He's Dundee Hawks, of course. Corey Campbell, Team East Lothian, under 17, running 405.77. That must be some kind of up there with an under 17 record. We should check that. Thames Valley and Aberdeen's Michael Ferguson, uh, running 405.95 for a season's best. Ben Sandilands, who's T20, F20, uh, and, you know, in terms of his power um, classification, he's also under 20 in age from 5AC, 409.96. Johnny Glenn, another marathon man going down the distances. Inverclyde, Glasgow City, he ran 4.12.98. And at the back of the field in a very still sprightly 4.15.77 was Cameron Deverell, who is gifting north, and he's also under 20. So, I mean, amazing. Another event. Well done to Mikey and the Central AC team for organising that. There's a bunch. I mean, everyone's run. I mean, it's just PB galore. And it's, it's Isn't just, it? Yeah. I mean, not just PBs, but record galores as well. I mean, Fiona Matheson... Another world record yeah, from her. Of course, uh, yeah. Five, what did she get? I think it was uh, 538. And uh, you, you also had, did you, is Kieran Riley, did you, 401 for second, 401, yeah. Jack Patton. Like these guys are under, Jack, Kieran's an under 20 athlete to be supposed so to sub four minutes. I mean, that's meant, that's crazy. Uh, and then you also had Alistair Walker. He was taking part in it too. I think he got a um, British record as well. <laughs> Do you know what, Kyle? Like we, this is the type of thing that I say all the time. But I'm going to say it again: we should go next year. There'll be oh. no excuses. I mean, the last—it's the fifth running of it. Just as club yeah. runners, we should go down. Forget about oh, TRS. We should go. I think it's kudos to those guys. They've created something that's now a permanent fixture in the calendar. The, uh, it deserves its title of the classic. And I yeah. think that it's now the type of race that we should get under our belt. So. If we've got to go, if I've got to go around and crawl under in in, in five in five minutes, that's fine. Yeah, in your I'm okay with that. state. I'll be hopefully recovered by then. But that, <laughs> yeah, I think we should I think so we should good. keep that on. So any listeners who want to join us, that'd be good. In fact, running in an early heat and then watching with a beer in hand the oh, rest of the be, races. That would so be the dream. Staying at the Sterling Holiday Inn sounds like a pretty good oh, plan. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Take, we'll take the kids. Well, we'll take we'll we'll see what we'll take there. Logan and Lenny. Logan they could, and even, L- do, they could even do their. There might even be a mile race for them. Eh? There might be maybe there's a, a week two hundred <laughs> or something. Aye. So uh, I'm gonna also, uh, so, oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the other things that are coming to, to light. I mean, Ailish McCoggan's 10k. Holy McCog! What what's that about? What 30 30 19 for 10k? Yeah, bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. She's she's at a different level now. She really yeah. is. We've known that for a while, but this is just everything. Every time she takes the takes her start line. It's just a different level. Yeah. Uh, British and European 10K record there. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, right, only four Bonkers. seconds behind Helen O'Beady. Like, uh, I mean, wow, that's just just incredible uh, to, to see. I mean, I I, I don't, I, I think there's there's almost too much to chat about in this podcast. Uh, there is. That is the, the, the setback of, of having a, a, a holiday, you know. You just well, have to catch up again. One other set of results I want to talk about, just because I think it's it's a great cause, and I think the race is we is worth sharing is the Kayleigh's We Stars Bar 10K, 
I know it's not the Manchester 10K, it's it's uh, but it's worth talking about because you know we've, it's great to see races like that that are supporting charities like Healy's We Stars continuing year on year. So well done for continuing these sort of things. It was a win and, for and that, I suppose a well done to the the race organizer, the the founder of the charity, and uh, is Jonathan Cordner who who was the third in the Murray Coastal Trail. And is that right? Ah, yeah. And unfortunately, I actually had a. I was meant to be competing in this, uh, but I got the COVID, so uh, I, couldn't, well, I couldn't take part. It's a, sh- it's a shame you weren't, because we would have seen a, a probably a big head-to-head. Because in the end, it was a win I, for Rico. In I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would have been in a position to to, to run uh, a 35 on on that course. It was a tough a tough week course, but you know, just me just being there and being part of uh, of of a a, a, a fundraiser that's uh, exactly. does a lot to children's charities is great in itself uh, but anyway cap, so yeah, crack on win for Rico 35-37 Chris Richardson Metro Aberdeen there's no categories on here but that's fine um, Joe Burr second place 36-51 and third place Jack Cardinal 37-45 on the female side it was a win for Emma Murray 40-16 second place was Moira Davy in 41-20 the third place 41-47 was Meryl Cooper Bankery's favourite ultra runner so well done to to all you guys, and well done to, as you say, well done, Jonathan, for keeping that one going. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, yeah, no, it's de- definitely, he's someone I'll get potentially get on the show since he's uh, he's been doing a lot of mixing of, of running anyway. But uh, I, I suppose two, two, two more things we need to chat about is uh, TRS Runner of the Week. Now, we say that TRS probably let's let's just call it TRS Runner of, of the Month. Of the Month, we can't make it TRS Rider of the Week, no, Rider of the Week. Yeah, I mean, no. Who someone has any listened been up one too? In a pair of top oh. running shorts. Oh well, well that's. I'm joke. I'm joke. I'm joking. I didn't have a pair of top running shorts. So I'm not proposing that for a second. Yeah. runner of the week. <laughs> I think. Do you know what my gut feeling is? Guinea. Guinea. Oh, very good. I think that's a big. That's a big run to win as well. I think that's really, and uh, I think it's a. You know, it's not a surprise to anyone. I think it's a. You know, that she's putting the work. I think that's I, I think that's uh, although 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 Ben McMillan sub four, sub four minutes sub four yeah, that's a big a, run. a young lad getting sub four minutes Head, and you know what? it's not like he ran sub four by being dragged along at a diamond league he ran sub four from the front do you know what I mean that's a big run I'm I'm torn do we not talk we not talk about having a male and female run of the week I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to... Let's, okay, let's do that. Sharing is caring. So, well done to Ginny and uh, Ben. You are TRS Runners of the Week. Get in your, touch TRS, your, TRS run, your TRS running shorts will be in the post if you request, <laughs> if you ask for them. That's the new rule. Runners of the Week are entitled to shorts, but they have to ask for them because otherwise we know got, you don't listen to this show. have got the extra large only left, folks. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we might have to put, we might have to put a new nah, order we, when we, I get we back. Do have some, we do still have some spares uh, going, folks. Um, I can't remember the, the the sizing off off the top of my head, but I don't think there's large left. But there's one extra large. There's some small and there's some medium. So if you do want to, uh, you know, order your pair of TRS shorts, give us a buzz and we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll get your we'll get them over to you as, as soon as we can, folks. Eh? Um, but TRS short sighted of the the year the the week. Um, there's been a couple of folk who were have there. Were wow. repping the, the one one I've got to mention was our man, uh, or one of the speediest triathlons in, in on the on the circuit, Grant Sheldon, 
He was wearing them. He he gave was us he? a cheeky wee, uh, cheeky wee uh, picture of his him and his uh, his his uh, speedy stride he had on, and a wee uh, you know butt 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 cheek showing showing well, showing prominent, which is always good with these TRS shorts. Uh, we also had Greg Core McClyde, who was repping his uh, Edinburgh the shorts at Edinburgh Marathon. Post, um, post, you know, congratulations for the second kid. Uh, two weeks after having his wee one, um, so he had them on. We also had, uh, if I can find it, ah, oh, I can't. Come on, Tommy. Is anyone else you know who wore them? I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm realizing that I haven't been on the TRS, TRS Instagram in weeks, so I'm, I'm actually just going back onto it now to have a, to, to work out what it was. Uh, because that's that is your best way, listeners. Um, is it? Yeah, let us know. And uh, what what I want us, I probably have to do a plea. Is tell us we're gonna have to do a big collage of all these uh, everyone who's worn their shorts, so we can we can start targeting the people who've who've not shared them and and uh, and and or not racing them. So there you go, folks. So incentive is to get your shorts out and get out for a wee run. And, yeah, uh, see, and let us know, eh? I've got to say that picture of Grant Sheldon in them is glorious, Isn't absolutely it? glorious. Yeah, I love that. In oh. France, training in France, I love that. Flash Gordon, of course, in his uh, at the end of a marathon. That's there class. You go. Yeah, there you go. That's Glory. very cool. And then, um, yeah, very good guys. Keep them coming. That's uh, that's amazing. And I'm going to get them coming. Anything. It keeps us. Uh, it gets. It keeps us warm and fuzzy in the inside, doesn't it? It really does. So yeah, well, that's uh, super cool. <laughs> oh boy. Well, well. Uh, other than that, I mean, I think that's been quite a good. You know, we've been a bit rusty in the good old podcast. Uh, you know, side of things the last couple of weeks, but we're back in the back in the wagon again. Uh, it's it's a busy few weeks for for Tommy and I, but we'll we'll do what we can to get you know get the TRS loving out for you, and uh, yeah, just keep us in the loop with how things are going from with yourselves, any feedback, any suggestions of interviews, any results, uh, just absolutely anything that you want us to cover. And uh, if you know, if you want to support us in whatever way you can, just give us a shout too. We're always looking to, to strive for per- perfection. And I've got podcast. one, one thing to add just as a, because I've uh, I put it in the notes and I've only just remembered to say it is that, We'll talk about it next week in more detail, but just to get people's in your calendars, the Inverness Campus 5K is got is back on. It's coming back on. 8th, 8th of July. So uh, there will be Boy, chip time in this year. So I might even be able to get back. I might be able to allow oh. depend. I'm not sure, but I will be back in the country. Anyway, folks, one of our favorite races. So if you can um if you're interested in running a 5k, that's the one to look for. So 8th of July, Google Canvas 5K, you'll find it. That's one for your calendar. And we'll maybe we'll see if we can get hold of Ross Cairns to talk about it in due course. Look at that. Ross, if you're listening, give us a bell and uh, we'll we'll line our we'll line our schedules up, eh? Brilliant. Well, other than that, folks, thanks for listening again. And uh, yeah, we, we will be back hopefully next week and with some more for with some more TRS loving. And in the meantime, enjoy your uh weekends, enjoy your weeks. And uh Tommy, it's been a pleasure to have a wee chain back again with you again. As always, right. Here's Ali McIver.
be dreaming about that starting gun They sometimes shuffle, sometimes saunter When we train, when we train, when we train, train, train It can be savage, but never brutal Because we love the wind and rain And that's a wrap.